it's not so much a, a hello and welcome to season one episode five of the future urbanism podcast hosted by myself neil slotnick aka future urbanism track in the background is titled 0.8 megahertz by Niccolò machiavelli aka jark if you want to pick it up it's on um, Bandcamp, and you can get it from the Copoc net label uh, under KPL028 as part of the Duga 3 EP. How's it been, people? Um, bit of a new normal coming through. Workers recommence physically going into work. So far, so good. Um, the world seems to be getting a little bit crazy. The media is absolutely mad at the moment. Um, and I thought, what better time than now to discuss something that is of particular interest to me um, and something that I've always had kind of historical and political interest in. Um, so what we're going to look at today is a podcast titled Present Awareness, the UK Far Right. This is going to be a whistle-stop tour of the UK Far Right. Um, I've been very selective and judicious in what I want to talk about. But to be honest with you, get yourself educated, people. Research the names of the groups in more detail. Research the names of the individuals in more detail. And you'll be able to see, obviously, in a bit more detail, what these groups are standing for, what these parties have done, some of the things that they've been up to. Before we go into all of this uh, craziness and lunacy, I just want to say a huge thank you for the positive reception for the first four episodes. Um, hopefully, people have really enjoyed the talks on number stations, the use of sound in warfare, the kind of Detroit techno politics and history. And the most recent episode, my conversation with uh, my good friend Andy Myers about film scores, there's been some great reception uh, for that and a lot of people you know, telling me they're going to go and check out the Tarkovsky film Stalker. Um, they want to listen, re-listen to the kind of Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse uh, OST. You know, I've always said that music um, is absolutely key in my life. And at times, the scores of these films just trump the actual film. So yeah, if you haven't already listened, take a listen to that. And uh, yeah, get involved. All right, so let's jump in, people. Now, um... I've been teaching, as I've said on previous podcasts, economics for a long time, but I did have uh, about four years of teaching politics. And, um, you know, we did some of the dry stuff, the UK constitution, political parties, UK parliament. But for me, one of the most enjoyable kind of topics I always thought was the left to right spectrum. And uh, I always enjoy kind of communicating with students about, especially the kind of far right. Um, if you don't really know about the kind of left to right spectrum, if you imagine a line in front of you, uh, to the left, you've got your kind of ultra uh, communism. Um, on the far right, you would have those to the right of the normal right, so to speak. And what we'll do today, we'll kind of discuss what we mean by far right and kind of extremist far rights. Uh, so these are the parties um, and parties holding the policies on that right wing of the spectrum. Um, they focus on things like extreme nationalism, um, nativist ideology. So we're talking there about the kind of promotion of um, 
native rights compared to those of an immigrant population and they hold highly authoritarian tendencies. Now, if you think historically about far-right politics, these would be best exemplified by fascism and uh, Nazism. But the far-right today, you're going to hear terms like neo-fascism, neo-Nazism. The third position, inspired the UK National Front, opposes capitalism and communism. So it's got right-wing cultural views, left-wing economic positions, the all-right um, identity politics for white Americans with white supremacism, and also ultra-nationalism, one people or state above all others. The media today is really kind of hot on the far right. Um, you know, watching lots of documentaries, watching the news. Uh, one that kind of sticks out for me is the kind of current climate of um, USA far right. Um, thinking back to 2017, the Charlottesville, Virginia, United Right rallies. Um, you had groups present there from the alt-right, the neo-confederates, the neo-fascists, white nationalists, your neo-Nazis, your Klansmen and various right-wing militias. Uh, the goal was to unite the right and to protest the removal um, of a statue of General Robert E. Lee from Lee Park. It was organised by Jason Kessler and Richard Spencer. Kessler is um, fantastic what what he does. He, um, he likes recording far-right material and kind of monologues, duologues in his dad's bedroom. Um, but the best parts of these uh, audio recordings when you can hear his dad shouting at him in the background saying get out of my room I don't want you recording that kind of nonsense in my room uh, so yeah do try and track down some of his recordings just to hear his dad shouting at him the result of uh, that Unite the Right rally was 30 injured and the declaration of state of emergency and why I'm mentioning this just thinking about the current UK climate does this sound familiar um, lads chats coming down to defend statues etc plan for today is a bit like my other podcasts is to take a whistle stop tour um you know i've i've known about a lot of these groups for a long time i've um, researched them read about them sadly i've seen them um around you know parts of the kind of east london suburbs that kind of stuff you're not going to learn loads of in-depth detail and description um you know if you look online there are so many articles um links to these groups you can do your own homework on that. But what I want to do is just give you a flavour of where the UK right currently sits. I've missed out some of the more obvious parties. I will mention those if you're listening from elsewhere or don't know about these parties, so uh, you can read into them. But I want to go through some of the kind of fringes um, and that kind of stuff. So I said, you're not going to get, like, a, a, as a teacher, a highly detailed learning experience, both analytical and evaluative. But hopefully, by listening to this, you get a chance to kind of know your enemy and you can do your own research and open your own mind what these groups are about. The best place to start is a group called National Action. They were founded by Chris Lifgoe in 2013 in Warrington, Cheshire. Uh, they're pretty secretive. Their members are restricted in exposure and they've been prescribed uh, under the 2000 Terrorism Act since 2016. Their inspirations come from a diverse set of characters going from Oswald Mosley to Antonio Primo de Rivera from the Spanish Falange. Um, some of the key strategy documents, uh, one of the key documents quotes Hitler twice kind of gives you a bit of an idea of what they're all about. Um, leaders have been disputed. One of the key uh, cited leaders is a guy called Benjamin Raymond. Um, he said there are non-whites and Jews in my country who need to be exterminated and also referenced the fact that Mein Kampf changed his life. He also believes that uh, Anders Breivik was the hero that Norway deserved. 
Um, one of the other key members now serving time in prison is a guy called Jack Renshaw, who said that Jews were nature's financial parasites and social vermin. Do have a good look at Jack Renshaw, um, see what he's been up to, see what he was into, and see why he got put away. Um, there's pictures online floating about of them protesting the statue of Nelson Mandela in London and the originality of what they were doing. They defaced it with a banana. Um, in terms of policy lines, what they want to do, among many other things, is to reintroduce Section 28, banning homosexuality in the UK and stop immigration. Though they have said they will be a bit more lenient for white people. Um, aliases of um, National Action are the Scottish Dawn, NS131, which is their graffiti wing, um, System Resistance Network, and the Triple K Mafia. That's all you need to know really about National Action. I'm not here to give my platform, I'm there to give facts. Um, as always, as I said, take a look, do your own research, and see what you make of them. I'm going to skip on now to a second kind of fringy group called the Britannica Party. Um, these guys were set up in 2011, led by Charles Bally, who was an ex-kind of rallyer for the BNP in Scotland. Probably disbanded now, but still worth knowing about them, just for a couple of minutiae facts. Uh, they were uh, into anti-immigration, pro-capital punishment. They wanted to prohibit homosexual promotion. But they also dressed uh, their policies up behind uh, things like introducing electric buses and taxis um, in Scotland and rebuilding Govan as a hub for British shipbuilding. Very little is known about this party and what they were really into, but one of the things that sticks out for me, uh, they have to obviously uh, file their accounts to the Electoral Commission for the United Kingdom. And the 2015 and 2016 incomes showed uh, incomes of 4p and 3p respectively. I suppose that one of the key groups that we've seen um, since 2011 have been Britain first. Um, I've had personal experience uh, seeing this lot, sadly, and hearing them and what they're spouting. They were established by 2011 uh, by Jim Dowson. They're currently led by Paul Golding, deputised by Jada Franson. They're anti-multiculturalism, anti-immigration, anti-Islamism, and they're well known for hosting Christian patrols and direct action against mosques, going into mosques uh, and handing out Bibles. They've stood at the uh, council level and EU level politically. They stood in 2014, the European elections in Wales, and they got 0.09% of the nation's vote. Now, they can often be seen, or they could be seen a few years ago, driving around Hornchurch in East London suburbs with a loudspeaker spouting their absolute nonsense. They were deregistered in 2017. Particular highlights or lowlights for them. They protested in 2014 in Rotherham against Muslim men after the kind of grooming scandal. They offered um, solidarity patrols to CDUs in North London in order to gain favour against Islam. And the Jewish Community Secretary Trust completely denounced, denounced this strategy and they warned Jews not to get involved or accept any help. What they want to do is protect British and Christian morality. Um, they have appealed to the sensibilities of one Donald Trump. He has retweeted them. Um, sadly for them, or happily for us, they couldn't keep their accounts in order and have been fined extensively by the Electoral Commission. So, as I said, complete whistle-stop tour. Let's jump on to the British Democratic Party, established in 2013 by James Lefway, um, formed from kind of ex-British National Party and UKIP members, and they're all about the reintroduction of the death penalty and ending 
support immigration to the United Kingdom. Uh, they did run politically and campaigned politically. They fought uh, the Bradford East seat in 2015 in the UK general election. And uh, much like many of these parties, their success went to 0.5% of the total votes cast. Now let's slow things down a little bit. I want to talk about the Full Britain movement. Um, if ever you've seen a uh, kind of comedy documentary show by a guy called Jamali Maddox called Hate Thy Neighbour, he um, spent a bit of time with the Full Britain movement, spent a bit of time with Anne-Marie Waters, its founder. She set him up in 2017 after splitting from UKIP. Um, well worth a watch if you can find it. I think it's on the iPlayer and the way Jamali handles them, it's superb. He is definitely one to watch. The Full Britain movement, I again have seen them sadly in a place called Hornchurch in the East London suburbs, particular borders, um, and they had a stall out. Now, the first thing I noticed about them, they had a big flag and their insignia looks like they've co-opted it from the Maserati cars. It's like a trident. Um, not a good look for them. And initially they were backed by Tommy Robinson, but they kind of came to prominence when... Um, Unfortunately, Morrissey, in kind of his really misguided way that he's, he's doing at the moment, has been seen supporting them, wearing their badges. Um, quite sad, really, for him and for society. And there's definite links between them and national action. Now, I don't really need to say much about them. You know, they're national conservatives, they're anti-Islam. You're getting their running themes here. But just a couple of things that they've done. They've hosted guest speakers such as Ingrid uh, Carlquist, who's a Holocaust denier, and they've given a platform to one Katie Hopkins. And even saying that name on a podcast that, that I'm putting out under my own name um, kind of really doesn't sit right with me. I don't want to give her any airspace. Um, so I'm going to leave it there. In 2009, they ran in the Newport West by-election and Hugh Nicklin got a 0.7% share of the vote. The last insanely fringe group I want to talk about is 098, Order of the Nine Angles. Um, I can't do them justice here. I, I really can't. If you want to know more about these guys, listen to an episode of a podcast called Popular Front by Jake Hanrahan for a highly detailed analysis. Just, again, keeping with the whistle-stop theme, this is a Satanist, left-hand path, occultist group. They gained fame in the 1980s for kind of neo-Nazi ideology and activism. Their central ideologue is a guy called David Meyer. He's prominent on the UK far right. He had a little dalliance with uh, converting to Islam, a violent Islamic jihad. Then he converted back. He's been a member of Combat 18. He's wrote a practical guide to Aryan revolution, but the group are madly mysterious. They're a satanic Nazi cult. All I can say is if you want to know more, check out uh, Jake Hammerhand's Popular Front podcast. There's a whole episode there with an insanely good interview just kind of dipping into what they're all about. Now, we could go on. We could talk about the British National Party, the National Front, Combat 80, English Defence League, the Northwest Infidels, the Football Lads Alliance, the Democratic Football Lads Alliance. But there's so many podcasts out there referencing these groups. And to me, it would take almost a whole episode on each to do it any justice. But as I said, if this is about education, you know the names. Take a look. I think in terms of today, that's as far as we can go. You've basically got some names of parties, organisations, some names of people. There's some common ideology going on there. You've got some names that I don't ever want to mention again on a podcast that I put out there. Um, it would be a bit uncool for me now to go on a massive rant about, um, you know, F racism, F this, F the far right, F whatever. Um, 
I hope from the tone of this podcast you're realising like my political views and the way that I feel about these groups and the kind of misfortune that I've had in experiencing um, seeing these uh, organisations and these people and listening to what they've been talking about. It's always been a privilege as a teacher to be able to engage with young people um, and talk about some of these issues, you know, be it teaching politics or be it via a tutorial process and just keeping them aware of what's going on out there. But I do think, you know, for as much work that I and the teaching profession does in trying to kind of get kids away from the far right and any kind of extremism, it only takes a few clicks or a few intelligent searches. Even, you know, some of these groups had presences on Facebook, on Twitter. Some have been taken down, some are still there. And when a group gets taken down, really, it just changes its name, changes its image, and it sets itself back up again. But when you've got people like Morrissey coming out and promoting groups uh, like these, you do have to worry. And I do think that, you know, if there's any parents out there, if there's any young people listening to this, before you go into any kind of politics, you need to be educated really about what it is that you think you stand for, what it is that you do stand for, and what it is that these groups are standing for. I'm not suggesting for a second that this podcast really has educated. I mean, you know, could it be seen as quite sensationalist for me at the time like this to be talking about the far right and these, these kind of fringe groups, these lunatic groups, these not our groups. I don't think I've really given away any kind of um, massive points that people wouldn't already know. You know, if you've read a few articles on the BBC, Huffington, places like that, all this stuff is very much public domain. But um, I do think this is a very pertinent episode. I'm not self-aggrandizing here. Um, as I said, really, know your enemy. Stay intelligent, people. Stay educated. Um, stay safe during this new normal. Don't do anything silly. Don't go to Primark. Um, queue up from half past seven and then complain about the amount of crowds and all that. We will see you on the next episode of the Future Urbanism Podcast. And don't forget, if you like what you're hearing, feel free to leave a review. Feel free to drop in some stars. Feel free to comment. You can engage with me on um, Instagram. So that would be at uh, future underscore urbanism. And you can find me on Facebook under my real name, which is Neil Slotnick. And that is an invitation for all to engage. Peace, people. Peace.